Hey y'all, this is Sam. And this is Steven. And this is Crimology. This is episode 131. Um, before we get started, make sure to do all of the things. We have Instagram and Facebook. Both are at CrimologyPod. With an email, CrimologyPod at gmail.com. If you want to email us any suggestions, um, make sure to rate, review, share, five stars, do all of those good things. Um, and yeah, let's just get started into this week's episode. This is episode 131, Richard Angelo. This week's state is New York. All right, here we go. This is uh this is the part where we figure out if Sam listened to United States history or not. Did not. Okay. We've already figured that out. Okay. What is the predominant flag color? Yo, until this moment, have I ever seen a New York flag? That's, you know, I actually, I looked it up, and then I realized I don't know that I've ever seen it before. I don't, like, literally couldn't tell you anything. White is what I'm going to guess. Um, no. What does it look like? It's blue. Uh, I've never seen that before. I, yeah, I life. don't think I've ever seen the New York flag before. Okay. What is, what is the nickname of New York. I'll give you a hint. It's like semi, I don't know if it was named after a building or if the building was named after the motto. Ooh. A very famous building there. Oh, that's not helping me. Okay. Is the Empire State. Oh, Okay. Um, what is the city that never sleeps? Is that Vegas? City that the city that never sleeps. Isn't that uh I don't know. That's what I would have thought New York is. I think uh yeah, actually you might be right. New York, yeah, the city that never sleeps. I think yeah, I think you're right. Wow. I think so. Okay, now when when was it uh considered a state? Like yeah. what number? Yeah. I literally thought about this last night while I was in bed. And I was like, he's going to ask me tomorrow. I don't know. So you know the number that came into my head? Four. I mean, it, it, it is part of the original 13 colonies. It is not four. Which is it? Eleven. Oh. And then... Okay, the, the one fun one. Um, New York is the city that never sleeps. There you go. Perfect. Knew that. Point, um, Sam. <laughs> I taught you something. <laughs> I mean, I kind of knew it. I just couldn't remember if it was that or not. What's the state fruit? That's my. That's gonna be my one. Like the two that came. Well, I don't. The first one obviously is an apple that came to my head, but I'm. Is it? Yeah. No. What? I job. guess I should have you. The big apple. So I guess you should have thought about what. Oh yeah, there you go. My mind went to apple or pineapple, but I didn't know if don't, apple was too obvious. Don't think they really have pineapples in uh, New yeah. York. That's 
Oh, I'm two for I don't know how many, but that was good. How many states have we done so far? Six. You're like two for like 20. Listen, I'm good with that. (laughs) All right. Well, that was good. (laughs) Okay. So another case that we covered um, from New York is Son of Sam. And that's pretty much the only case that I could find when I tried to look up popular cases. So for this week, I pretty much just looked up serial killers in New York and found this one. So we're rolling with it. So I'm already telling you right off the bat, I know this isn't the most popular one. We've already covered Son of Sam. And literally when I was trying to figure out any other like popular case, Son of Sam was the only one that popped up. So we're getting the serial killer. It is pretty an interesting case so that's why we went with it so we're talking about richard angelo who was also known as the angel of death so richard was a 26 year old nurse and he became a nurse pretty much because he wanted to be a hero which sounds sweet but he doesn't say that he wants to help people he just wants people to know who he is So growing up, he was a really good kid and he was involved in a lot of community groups or community uh, clubs where he did good things, but he also got the recognition for it and he enjoyed getting that recognition for the things that he was doing. He was a formal Eagle Scout and he even worked as a volunteer firefighter to try to feel that hero feeling but it wasn't doing enough for him and he wanted to go a different route, which is why he went to school for nursing. So at the age of 26, Richard starts working at the Good Samaritan Hospital on Long Island in New York. And he's finding that he's having a hard time standing out. He's not doing his job bad. He's just not getting recognition like he used to be, he's used to getting or that he wants which we could get on a little soapbox of how many jobs not just nurses are thankless but that's off topic (laughs) but he's just so my point is that he's not doing the job bad he's doing the job good but it's pretty much when you have a whole hospital staff of doing that's doing their job good your recognition isn't there Mm -hmm. so he's growing I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but he's just not getting that validation. Right. So he tries to find a way to pretty much get his name in lights. What could he do to get people to notice him? How could he stand out? What is it that he needs to do to get that recognition? So he decides that he is going to give a cocktail of medications to patients that will bring them to the brick of death. And he will come in when nobody else knows what's going on and he'll know exactly what he needs to do to save the patient. And then he'll be known as the hospital hero. So the medications he used is Pavilon and Anictin. Both of these are muscle relaxers, which sounds pretty mild, but Anictin is used during surgery to keep a person sedated. And while Pavilon is also used in surgery to help with sedation, but it's also used in some states during lethal injection. So that's how powerful this drug is. That's something. 
So I also the rabbit hole of lethal injection is then the route I went down, but they give you three medications, I believe before the injection and pa- uh, Pavilon is the second drug that they give you uh, before they, hmm. so it, these aren't just, they're labeled as muscle relaxers, but they're a lot more than just muscle relaxers. Of course they are. Um, because not only are they used in surgery, one of them is used to literally kill people. <laughs> so when you've got a cocktail of this drug that's literally used to kill people and this drug that is used to keep people asleep mm-hmm. when their brain is out for the world... Eh, that cocktail isn't the best isn't that just like super interesting i know like we're getting off on like a medical on medications interesting yeah, like, such... like literally isn't that like if you just take too much of like or you know like or you combine two things together it's like eh, you're dead literally chemistry and that kind of stuff is wild That's what that, like the things like you could put like the most average things together right and create literally a toxin that could kill you like when you think about it there's so So many ways that you could die on a on a daily basis yeah the world just in general is crazy (laughs) um and then we have to deal with people like this in our world but again (laughs) that's a different rabbit hole that we can go down later So, after the drugs are given to a patient, what would they would start to feel numb, and then what would happen is their breathing would become constricted, so they wouldn't be able to breathe or communicate with anyone. So, Richard worked the night shift, which means fewer people around to see what he was doing, which was perfect for him. He was able to go into patients' rooms, do what he wanted to do, and leave, and nobody would see him. And then he would run in and have this miracle drug that then would save the person. Um, And so this was the perfect shift for him to work. During the short time that he worked at the hospital, there were 37 code blues during his shift. And a code blue just means a hospital emergency in whatever capacity that means. Now, obviously, I've never worked at the hospital, but I would think 37 in, you know, however short a time that he worked there. He worked there. I've got it down here. He worked from April to October. I would think that's like fairly significant right of like i'm you know i'm sure there's always you know four or five maybe and these are like i guess i should you know like it is like a this is on the loudspeaker of the hospital they're saying we've got a code blue in room blah 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 right so this isn't just like uh i mean we if you go into any hospital there's like you can be in respiratory distress where you're choking and they're not going to come on the loudspeaker and say right hey we've got this going on in the room because there's nurses right there so this is like literally code blue emergency to all nurses everybody's running to this one room crash cart yeah Yeah. and so yes 37 (laughs) is wild um so Now, to add to the wildness of this, only 12 (laughs) of the 37 patients actually lived through their emergency. 
So this adds to your 37s a lot. At what point do you say, oh, I failed. Like that, that didn't work out for that guy. So let me try it again. Ah, he died too. Let me try it again. Ah, they died. Oh, but I saved this one. Like, it's like after, so after how many times do you say, maybe I shouldn't do this anymore? Listen, that's like a 32% success rate literally and the only time that would be good is in baseball so you're literally in no other aspect is it okay so you're like how are you like oh we'll try again we'll try again we'll try again so october 11th 1987 richard goes into a patient's room and he tells the patient that he's going to give them some medication that will make them feel better which was his actual cocktail of death. So a few minutes later, the patient is able to push their help button and they tell the nurse who comes in that the medication he just received was actually making him feel funny and feel a little bit worse. So the nurse, seeing that he wasn't actually supposed to have any medication just then, orders a urine test to try to figure out what that medication was and what's going on. When the urine results come back, they see that it's positive for the medications that Richard was using. And then after further investigations, they figure out that Richard is the one who administered the medications. So the next day, Richard's work locker and his home were searched where vials of both medications were found and he was arrested. He had been working at the hospital, like I said, from April to October of 1987. During a taped interrogation, Richard admits to what he did and tells police everything. Now, officials ran tests on several other suspected victims who had passed unexpectedly, and 10 victims that were tested came back positive with the medications that Richard was using. Richard is then charged with the multiple counts of second-degree murder. Now, at his trial, Richard's team tried to help his case by saying Richard suffered from an identity disorder. They said he was able to disassociate himself completely from the crimes, and he wasn't able to realize the risk that he was putting the patients in. Okay, like... (sighs) Well... A big piece of evidence that they tried to use to help this case was at the beginning of Richard's interrogation when they arrested him, they gave him a polygraph test, which he passed. So his team was trying to use that polygraph test to prove this theory. So they were trying to say that one of Richard's personalities was a part of the polygraph test while another personality was the one that actually was doing the crimes. However, the judge wouldn't allow that polygraph test to be put into evidence for this case, so the only theory his team had went out the window. Well, and and we've talked about it before, too, of you can't really, I mean, if you, you know. It's a hard line to sell. Yeah, well, and, and like you know, with polygraph tests, like you can't always... I mean, right. sure, like it, it might tell you what you need to know, but you can't really 
you know, you got to take it almost kind of with a grain of salt. And it was just, it's a wild, like, I mean, I get it, like, like you just said, like, I guess in this sense, you'd look at it and you'd be like, I mean, even though they know they've got the guy. Yeah. He passed the polygraph test. So you, you're like, what? But then you've got like in a completely different case, if you have someone who failed the polygraph, then you're like, this is pretty much our guy. Mm -hmm. But it is wild that then in some cases they could just be like, yeah, no, we're just not putting that in evidence. (laughs) So that's why I'm like, what is it? Crime junkie always says, don't take a polygraph. Don't take a polygraph because it could like make or break your case um, because they could just choose not to put it into your trial at all. And you're like, okay, that's like my key yeah. evidence. So it is wild. Well, do you think that your multiple personalities could pass a polygraph? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe that's an episode. <laughs> we'll see. Ask me the same questions like within hours of each yeah. other and see if they're the same. That's a that's a video episode right there. The funny part is, is I have started to watch Criminal Minds. Um, oh gosh! And literally, the episode that I was like watching while doing this was a kind of about this same thing where this guy has multiple personalities, um, and so it was kind of funny to watch that episode and then also write this at the same time (laughs) um but anyways in the end richard is sentenced to 61 years to life for his crimes and is currently still serving time in prison so like i said this is not the most popular case in new york i know that it's probably a case that you're like i've never heard this case before in my life i understand new york was a hard case to find because literally everything was just son of Sam, son of Sam. So this is what you get. I thought it was pretty good. I looked through a couple of serial killers and they were just, this sounds bad, but they were just serial killers. You know what I mean? Like it's just (laughs) Just the same old, same old. old And so with this one, it was like, because his intention was, I wouldn't say good, you know what I mean? Yeah, it had a different but so that's what I was like, all right, you're the you're the one, dude. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) yeah, episode one thirty one. There you go. There you go, New York. Um like always, make sure to check out Instagram, Facebook, uh, share, follow, like, subscribe, five stars, do all of those things. Hey, do you have a teaser for next week yet? Ooh. Let me lie if you give me five seconds. I could tell you. Oh I my at gosh. It okay. Well, I'm going to randomly talk for five seconds. Arizona. Ooh. Going to Maricopa County? Sure. Do you even know where that is? Nope. Phoenix. Uh, this Arizona one is also one that I have never heard of before. Interesting. So. There we go. There you go, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like always, this is Sam. Let's hear it for New York. New York. This is Steven. And this is Crimeology. Crimeology.